0: All good. Yeah. All right, go ahead and start that. Three,
1: two, one.
0: What up, guys? Welcome back to the Degenerate Take with Des and Mats. So that we have Sam Lombardo, a good friend of ours, on, and he's going to give his opinion on the state of the Union and the state of the Democratic and Republican Party in the United States. Um, he's an in international affairs, so he has some background in this information, and he wants to express his opinion. So what you got for us?
2: Sweet um so politics man uh, I, i've <laughs> always been a fan of politics uh I like talking about it um first off though thanks for having me on here dude I yeah dude like we're gets, happy to uh, have course, you bro. you know everybody's always on their phone it's hard to actually speak to somebody and you know you yeah, will that's that's time, that's the thing you, you were know? talking
0: to us earlier was like when you try to voice your opinion to people and like whatever yeah, I mean, kind of conversation they just they just don't, don't want to have that conversation exactly
2: um and I think a lot of what we're seeing right now is because people aren't able to actually talk to each other.
0: Yeah, um, like way yeah. too much division on one yeah. end or the other.
2: A lot of division. I mean, that that's a good segue, um, obviously, into the, into the election. Um, I think, you know, instead of just talking for the next 15 minutes about, do I think, you know, Trump can do this or Biden can do that, I think mm-hmm. it's a lot more fun to talk about um, the actual state of the two parties. Both parties are having a lot of um, infighting and problems, and I think that... Just purely in a political sense, uh, if you enjoy politics, now is a good time because uh, it's the best time. It's it's very interesting. At least I think uh, what we're about to see in this Absolutely. country. Do you want um, to
0: start with the Democratic or the Republican part? Uh, we'll start with the Republicans
2: because I think the Republicans have a much more interesting situation. Uh, the Democrats. Uh, kind of surface level, but I think the Republicans have something that could yeah, they, they could have like a very deep divisional
1: divide between them right now between the moderates and the Trumpists right exactly now because yeah. they are the extremists. And yeah. I think we even talked about before that Trump handled the twenty sixteen election different than anybody else we had ever seen, where, you know, usually people try to lock up the middle, and then they try to reach for maybe the more extremes, which will yeah. put them in one camp or the other. Whereas Trump locked up an extreme and then reached for the undecideds. Exactly, He He did a really good job at that, too. He did a really good job at it, and he made a career off of making people believe in him and the stuff that he's done. So for him to go out and get undecideds is like, that's where he makes his money anyway. So he knows how to do that. If you can lock up an extreme of people, you already have their votes, but you can't ride it to the White House. Fortunately, he's the guy built for getting undecided people are kind of tired of the way yeah, he could draw
0: in the people that were on the fence yeah. he's
1: always built his image on the fact that if you were with me you're going to be rich and you're going to be someone someday so now when you're president and you want to hear those things from your president it's much easier to grab you know
0: it's crazy people. actually since we started talking about trump a little bit in 1998 trump i don't know if it was a tweet he sent out or something he said on like the um, national TV or whatnot, but he he, was, was, quoted, he was quoted. Saying, was tweet, t- was to- <laughs> <laughs> he was quoted saying, "If I was to, he was quoted if I was to ever run for president, I would run for the Republican Party because those are the dumbest people.' That yeah. was like a t- yeah, that I was, was saying, something was that like he was quoted saying. It was an interview where he said <laughs> that and. So let, let's let get into the division within the Republican Party, because obviously you have your moderates who lean right, you have your libertarians, you have, what do you call them, the heart Republicans?
1: Um, I'm bleeding heart Republicans. Bleeding heart yes. Republicans. Yeah. You have yeah. your QAnon
0: Republicans, and then you have your <laughs> Trump Republicans. So where where do you think the Republican Party is going at this point? Um, so
2: yeah, I guess before you can answer that, uh, the first thing is that not all Republicans are the same. I think a lot of people... People talk about Republicans like they're not human beings anymore, you know what I mean, particularly people on the left. And the second thing is that for the sake of this discussion, I'm going to assume that Joe Biden wins the election. Uh, I think where it stands right now, the chances of Trump overturning this result, uh, whether there is fraud or not, are very low. So just for the sake of being able to put that to rest and then actually talk about the future, I'm just going to assume um, that Joe Biden wins. Um, If he doesn't, then everything I think we're going to say that's it's going that's to be different. That would be enormous. But yeah. Joe Biden's a president, so where does that leave the Republican Party? Um, well, it leaves it in two places. You have Capitol Hill with Mitch McConnell, um, who's obviously the GOP Senate majority leader, and then you have Trump. Uh, Trump is still going to be like the big, like 900 pound gorilla in the Republican Party, whether he's a part of the government or not. Something he did a lot during his presidential campaign was travel from state to state, uh, and if obviously doing rallies, but if there was any either House representative or senator that was opposing him, he would go to their state before election day and back another Republican candidate. Mm -hmm. That candidate would inevitably win, because he can
0: generate a lot of turnout. Well, he's like 48-0 on, like, um, what's the word? Endorsing. Yeah, exactly, or something like I mean, that. Like if Trump says you're going to win, you're going to win. That like infinitely increases your chances of actually winning. Exactly. And so he is
2: still going to be the most powerful Republican in this country while not actually being an active politician. And so the problem with that is that it's going to leave the establishment part of the GOP split between pleasing Trump and therefore their voters, and then actually trying to govern. Right? Because you can't do both. Trump is is going to have his own thoughts.
1: Yeah, but here's where I think I may see, like, a little wrench in the works now, is that now, something that I've been hearing a lot in the past two weeks are all these lawsuits he's no longer immune from having to deal with. Yeah. And a lot of people think he's going to be found guilty on a lot of charges, and there's a possibility he could spend jail time now for a president and for someone as rich as Donald Trump, however rich he is, we don't really know he's not going to go to, like, federal penitentiary. Yeah. But he'll definitely be on some sort of criminal punishment if found guilty of these charges. And then I think he's much less of a convincing factor for the republican party that's a,
0: if a big effect. if though you can't really make that assumption he will
1: definitely lose a R- lot of rich supporters.
0: people have their ways of getting out of those kind of things trump has like personally had his way of getting yeah, out of but those things he
1: has his way of getting out of things by like making deals and like doing everything kind of under the table settlements and there's not a whole lot more that we're going to be talking about in january than what trump's lawsuits are doing we're going to be talking about Joe Biden's coronavirus plan, and we're going to be talking about where the Trump lawsuits are headed. Yeah, So if he's, probably. Found, if he's found guilty on charges, I think he's less of a 900-pound gorilla, and he's probably a 300-pound gorilla. Yeah. Where his yeah. voice is definitely going to matter more than Chris Christie's on that ABC News that we always saw. Yeah. But he's still going to be around. I could definitely see him being in Chris Christie's spot in the next election talking about whatever's happening. Yeah, Because he does kind of like the limelight, so he might be a popular face that we see on the news. But
0: let's let's assume, because those are some big ifs, let's assume that he doesn't get into legal trouble and that he's still the 900-pound gorilla, a big political factor, whether he is actually a part of politics or not. Where does that leave the Republican Party in terms of the division that's happening within it?
2: Well, I mean, it's just going to make it worse and worse. Um, he's going to have that bully pulpit even not being the president. People listen to him. Once again, he gets people elected. um, And Republicans are going to essentially have to thread the needle. They're going to have to find a way to appease Trump and his supporters while also trying to do things in Congress. That's going to be really difficult for them to do. Uh, You're already starting to see a little bit of of fracturing now with McConnell and Trump. Right, McConnell's a guy who really likes the system. It's paid him very well in the course of his lifetime. And he sees Trump as a threat, um, I think, to him you know to politics and right so at the end of the day you have all of these establishment politicians that just don't like trump sure Um, sure he's hurting their livelihood which Um, is
0: kind of crazy because like you bring up mitch mcconnell and there were like plenty of senators that came out in 2016 before trump was like confirmed president that said like if Donald trump gets elected president our country will be a disaster and now you've seen for the last two three four years them backing him no matter what the decision was yeah. That, what what is that whole deal though? I,
2: I think that uh I think primarily is that nobody thought he was going to win. Um and I I also think that nobody really understood um like what Trump has been able to do as far as turnout goes. Uh, people fell in love with Trump and I don't think a lot of these senators who are have been politicians their whole life, all they know how to do is politic. They they saw his tactics and they were like, oh, "This is not going to work." And then all of a sudden you have 10,000 people Flying Trump flags, driving boats in the in the panhandle. Like when have you ever like that's never happened before, right? Like he's able to gin He up has become the idolized to a certain like forty thousand people I mean, in that Pennsylvania rally before election night. Forty thousand people yeah. go watch su- Trump su- su- like, super spread over that certified. Man. It's
1: definitely it's, a good crazy. point because as much as Obama was the champion of the Democrats in two thousand eight I didn't really see a whole lot more than, like, TV ads, posters, and, like, bumper stickers. Yeah. yeah. Let, me, let me piggyback off that
0: for a second. Exactly. Let me, not, let me piggyback up. off that for a moment. And this is in no way, like, hate towards Obama because, like, he's the president that my family voted for. He's the president I would have voted for if I could at the time. Do you think that Donald Trump and his, like, election as president was a response to the fact that we had Obama in president for eight years? I think in large part,
2: yeah. Um, I remember driving to Savannah, like I do every year, to go see the family. And uh, we'd always see, like, impeach Obama this, impeach Obama that. People right? thought he was the Antichrist.
0: Like, like that, that's
2: insane. There was this, I think there was this building hatred under Obama, right? He ran against McCain in 2008. McCain is one of the most respectful politicians in United States history. Absolutely. He didn't run the campaign right against Obama. Romney, Mormon from Utah, also the same kind Who of Who actually won the popular McCain vote was.
0: against Obama. But no, lost the... No, he didn't. Are you sure? Yeah, 100%. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm wrong about that yeah. then. I um, thought that Obama w- lost one of the popular votes for some reason. Romney kind of did the same thing. He Which was, is... like, respectful.
2: And then the hate builds. They lose twice to Obama. The hate... Like, it's building. It's mm-hmm. building. They hate Obama, right? Like, next thing you know, here comes Trump. Trump knows how to run the campaign correctly. Like, he was able to speak... To that anger, absolutely, and really get—I mean, really get people riled up, you know. Yeah. And next thing you know, the Democrats choose probably the worst candidate of all time, and Hillary
0: Clinton. You don't like Hillary Clinton. Nobody likes Hillary Clinton.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean, like, it's, Biden's kind of the same way. It's just which is also because she definitely
0: know? won the popular vote. I oh, re- I remember that distinctly. So, yeah, yeah, she she won the popular vote, still lost the election. By, by yeah. And you know, let's also I not agree. forget
1: that Joe Biden's main contributing factor to him being the guy was that he was Obama's vice president. Sure. For yeah. Eight years. Which is kind of if he yeah. wasn't crazy, he would not be in that position. Absolutely.
0: But no. even the fact that Obama was a Democratic candidate, but he was typically in his policies very moderate. Yeah. Le left leaning, but very moderate. He yeah. wasn't he wasn't a Bernie Sanders he wasn't um any one of these like as it's become known like socialist candidates in the yeah. Democratic party, like he was pretty far in the middle for the most part, which a lot of that hate you have to ask where does that come from
2: you know um i, I you know I don't really know I, I think it's more like of a maybe like a follow the leader kind of thing, like I think Trump has in in large part found ways to embolden a lot of his supporters and and kind of almost in a lot of ways like, reduce, like, the, um, like, elegance, or whatever you want to call it, of politics down into, like, a very, he doesn't well, use a lot people, of big people words. People laugh you know? at America now. Yeah, the, he, he does like, the
0: hand thin, huge, the you biggest know, thing yeah, ever, Yeah, the biggest,
2: know? I have the biggest thing, like, it's, it's, and I think that, um, in large part, he's, you know, he is a symptom, but I think also he, he, you could say he's a cause for, um, what we've seen, uh, but it, in terms of, like, Obama being, being a centrist, I don't really think that, you know, most of of these like so called like liberal politicians are end up being centrist once they get sure. to the White House. I think like once you realize you can't get anything done, you you eventually are just gonna start. Gravitating you have to back. go
0: back to form yeah. compromise, which okay. is a bit on our channel. Compromise is how you make progress. It's the only thing. Yeah. It's exactly. the only way that things get done.
1: But you know, well, Washington politics has kind of proven that it's not. I mean, Barack Obama had the presidency, the House of Representatives, and Senate majority. And the biggest thing he was able to do in that time was push through Obamacare.
2: That's a pretty big accomplishment. Uh, it's a pretty he, big accomplishment. No he, no, he didn't have. I he didn't have the Senate. He didn't. No. Yeah. He, he, he also Senate passed
0: same-sex marriage. So like he, he had some like pretty big, like left-leaning policies that were able to make it through yeah, all but of I Congress. I still
1: sense from the left that they're still very hungry for more. Absolutely. Oh, and I, don't like, think, as, I don't think Obama as, as they should be. the – You know,
0: like if, if your policies are reasonable and are for the benefit of the many and, like, they're morally just, then, like, you, you should be hungry to have those things sought out. But, you know, the real issue, and I think something that, you know, we should bring up is the state of the Republican Party, is, is this something that can dissolve – The state Republican Party, because as we saw in 2016, people were talking about the end of the Democratic Party with Hillary Clinton losing and that it would become something else entirely because they couldn't hold up anymore. Do you think with the division between Trump supporters and Republican supporters that we're going to see either a splitting of the party or a whole new party, or it's going to heal itself and come back together?
2: Well, here's what I think they'll try to do in the short term. There may be some sort of rift that does form long term. But what they're going to do in the short term is try to find more Trumps. I think enough, and once again, not all conservatives like Trump. A lot of them swallow their pride. They don't like the guy, but they hate the, what the left stands for more. So they're like, I'm still going to vote for Trump. It's the lesser Trump. of
0: two evils. But
2: Yeah, but enough of the, of the conservative base likes Trump to the point where the GOP needs to find more Trumps. And in my opinion, I don't think there's anybody else in the world that's as good as what he does as Donald Trump like trumps aren't just walking around people with that like intangible gift that can just well up like an army men like that that's in women in women too but those humans are are extremely rare like that that level like not everybody has that call it charisma call it instinct call it whatever you want but like not everybody like Ted Cruz could do No, of course not like Tom Cotton could well I don't do I don't that. think
0: it was another Republican like, in 2016 no. That
2: was even was, close no, to me to do. Hillary crushed uh, all of them. By, by the way, there was um, a
1: myriad of Republican candidates in 2016. that were good too. Up to, they were amazing. Rubio and Bush but and and, you and, just, and, uh, and then to speak to like obviously I always think of Trump as a guy who used his powers for evil rather than good. Yeah. Because you ha- you can't deny that he is He got something. He is at least a part of what he says he is. And that he's kind of a genius when working the room and oh, getting people yeah. to believe in him. I mean, we all know all the nicknames for all the Republican candidates and for Hillary Clinton that he came up with in that election because they were good, and they were hilarious. It's all off the top, too. Low-energy Jeb, hilarious. <laughs> He's also changed Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe. Dude, the Sleepy fact that—who who is it that he calls Pocahontas?
0: Uh— uh, that's Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> that is so awful. <laughs> <Elizabeth> <laughs> that, that, that is not right for so many but reasons. Hilarious,
1: right? Like, at the end of the day, and that he's also, kind of yeah. That that also, yeah, like, yeah.
0: drives anybody that supports him to be like, oh, this guy isn't a politician. He's an outsider. Like, he, he relates to us a little bit, you know? And, like, a big thing you were talking about in your hometown of Cochrane and a lot of rural areas is that there's this, like, borderline... I don't know if ignorance is the right word, but there's this like borderline, let's just go with ignorance because I don't know another word, that allows for people to get along better because everybody, you know, with that can just kind of come together as a community, but it also allows for not so okay things to just fly by.
1: Yeah, and what Max is talking about without actually talking about it is that... (laughs) (laughs) The white people in my hometown, actually pretty much everybody, I'm not just going to say the white people, everybody just flagrantly used the N-word, just in regular conversation. Two black people, a black black people, and they black people would use it back to them, and it was almost a term of endearment in my high school, which was crazy to see. And it wasn't until I went off to college to Athens where I'm like, oh, that's not even close to okay, what people are doing down there, but for some reason it's not viewed in that light and i can't tell if that's better or not like they live in ignorance kind of or do they not put as much importance on it when they should i don't know what the deal is but they got something going on but for there that them
0: never it, it kind of works right that, that's does, what you have told me it
1: does work but then it speaks to does it work for the people who shouldn't use the n-word it does it work for african-americans yeah,
0: which is a big discussion because it's important to make sure that everybody feels, like, equally re- represented. It's important to make sure that everybody feels that they're not being, like, oppressed in one way or another. Because that, that is a terminology that is obviously been used in oppressive history and in, like, an oppressive way. And that's why we don't accept it anymore. But that yeah. level of ignorance where it kind of works is something that I think that Trump kind of took a, took a bite out of when he was running for so
1: not at all really because he he's not talking to the white people and black people who get along with saying the n-word to each other he locked up the white people who flagrantly use the n-word with just other white people and derogatorily at black people he's not talking to cochran even though cochran's gonna just run red regardless because it's full of farmers out there of course that's what they're going to go to they're going to speak to a republican candidate in that sense of the matter but in terms of like those social politics trump was not their champion okay like like really okay now there's a lot of trump supporters out there but i mainly saw a lot of young trump supporters sure this was their first election and they're from cochran and they bleed red because their parents bleed red and they believe in this guy and he's very charismatic as your first person that you're going to vote for in an election now, if you grow up in that sort of ignorant place, I think you can kind of forgive maybe the racism undertones that you might have to talk about with Trump, especially if you speak with a Democrat about that. But it's very easy to ignore in a rural town like that. But that's not who he's really trying to go for
0: in no, that situation. don't so.
1: Because just like the Democrats don't really have to do a whole lot for African Americans to lock up that monolith. Rural towns that are like that are always going to vote for the Republican candidate, pretty much regardless. Yeah, absolutely. So he's not really talking to those people. He doesn't need to.
0: So like they have his vote. Let me ask you: You're you being from
2: rural America. How much does did you see racial animus play into Donald Trump's
1: success as a politician? Um. See, it was really weird because in my particular hometown like I always like when I was describing it to Max before when I was explaining the situation I was like they're so politically incorrect that it almost swings back the other way to being politically correct yeah because I've also seen someone get their block knocked off by someone who used er on yeah. the end of it like they can clearly tell the difference in the tone of voice but they almost swung back the other way and there was a huge black lives matter protest at city hall in my hometown mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy which is kind of crazy But then again, at the same time, there were still people who were at that protest who also voted for Trump at the same time. So I don't know if it's like blissful ignorance and you just take for granted what he says that he's doing a lot for the African-American community. We saw that really pull a lot of people towards the election. So I think maybe it's just blissful ignorance about most things that's not how happening outside this small little town, which when you live in a small town is very easy to get in that mindset that the rest of the problems happening don't really affect me, you know? So I'm pretty poor. You know, my kids eat free lunch at the public high school. You know what I'm saying? So I can't, I don't have a whole lot of money to give away anyway, but politics kind of bore me, kind of scare me. So I'm going to vote for the party that I know is like lower taxes. Yeah. You know, so that's pretty much how they're going to be locking it up. In terms of, like, racial injustice between, there was not any sort of, like, increase in that, in that small little town. But, like I said before, like, they're so politically incorrect that they swung back the other way. So, there's not a whole lot of racial injustice in that town to begin with. Gotcha. Even though we do know it's in there, we definitely don't see it a lot. And I would like to think of the people that I run with from my hometown would not allow that to happen. So... Mm
0: Interest. So Interesting. So why why don't we transition a little bit to the Democratic Party? Because obviously mm-hmm. we've established that there is a division within the Republican Party, Actually, and it I might have, have. One
1: more point about the Republicans that I want Go to run by Sam. Sure. Aren't these Senate runoff elections in Georgia extremely important because of both Democratic candidates win? Mitch McConnell no longer becomes Senate Majority Leader. When yeah. The Democrats will have the lead. Yeah.
2: So right mm-hmm. now. uh it, it's a uh, it's like a 49 to 48 uh, red, right Red, there. red majority yeah. um, Or 49, something like that But the, the point is if it's 50-50, Kamala Harris is the deciding vote It's a liberal Senate right. um, And in in the House of Rep- Representatives You may see a little bit of crossover Every once in a while uh, But in the Senate, particularly in, in the part of the Republicans um, With the exception of maybe like Susan Collins or Mitt Romney or Yeah, the Mitt thing, Romney or, you know, voted against Their party discipline is like immaculate And so uh, they'll just get all their 50 votes every time, and you can bet the liberals will also be doing the same. And so if it's 50-50, Dems get the Senate. Um, Yeah. And it comes down to these races. And and the thing is, man, the liberals have, like – Warnock is, like, a phenomenal candidate. I don't know if Ossoff can beat but but Reverend Warnock is, like – uh, because I they need to win. I think they need to win
0: both. They do. They, they do have to win, win both, both. Oh, to to wait, take. To, yeah. To tie it. To, to get the majority. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't have as much trust in John Hossuff as I do Raphael Warnock. Yeah. But the good reverend won by like twenty four thousand votes, and they still called it a runoff, which in my. Sp- like, I didn't really... Well, the the way that
0: the Senate works is yeah. you have to get 50%. You have percent to get 50%. Of, and any, 50%. Any, like, Purdue had 49.9% oh. and yeah. they still did a runoff. So those were what, we, the what we call... Uh, uh,
2: so the, the, the one that was not Ossoff-Purdue, that was the regular primary, but the... Uh, the primary between, like, Warnock and Loeffler, those are the two. That's called a jungle primary. That's when somebody ab- ad, uh, abdicates their seat, and then, uh, uh, like, there's just a ton of candidates that run. If somebody gets 50% out of that huge field, they just take it outright. But those races almost always go into runoffs. But these next two elections are um, – and remember, Dems have the presidency, the House of Representatives. If they get the Senate, they can just run wild. So Absolutely. this is this yeah. is, you know, do or die – absolutely
1: in, and honestly my um, faith in, in, a Al- in a blue state in a blue state blue georgia, state georgia's mile, a blue state baby crazy. <laughs> no, it's, it's crazy like but also at the same time i think that might be enough to push john ossoff over because it's not like they like the top democratic um whatever you want to call them the higher-ups don't know this about georgia I mean, I've seen Barack Obama. I've seen the entire Obama family come out and support Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff. Oh, I yeah. saw Hillary Clinton do the same thing. Say what you will about that endorsement. Yeah, he also has Stacey Abrams endorsement, and a lot yeah. of people are giving Stacey Abrams Abrams, Abrams sorry yeah. credit for Georgia flipping blue. So yeah. if he's getting all this support, he might be. It might be enough to beat David Perdue. That's another
0: podcast we should talk about: well, is
2: voter suppression. Pe- people. But, she registered eight hundred thousand people since she lost to. Um, camp. Yeah. One more thing on that, sorry before we go go to the liberals because I'm from mid so you're it's interesting. So you're from small town Georgia. I'm from about as Atlanta as you can get. I live right by Piedmont Park Atlanta. and people that don't live there, I don't think truly understand like the depth of that liberal stronghold. I'm talking like super donors. I'm talking like yeah, a, an extremely large upper middle class, like extremely upscale neighborhoods, like the amount of money and power that for the past 20 years has been growing and it's all liberal. And like people, how could Georgia be blue? Like go to, go to those neighborhoods in like midtown. And, and it's not okay. just Atlanta. You have, go sa- look. You have Savannah, Savannah too. You have well,
0: Athens that Athens is growing like, as a liberal stronghold.
2: You know, Georgia might... is, 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 got, it's coming dude. The blue wave is coming. Yeah, like, when Netflix flipped
1: blue, yeah. which was crazy, crazy. Yeah, and I just think out of all this, I keep hearing that dude's voice from watching on election night, the dude who had, like, the map, and he kept pointing out. He kept saying the phrase, the state of Georgia and the state of Atlanta. Yeah. And, like, I think we really saw that come through in different. the biggest way possible. Oh, yeah. So let me,
0: let me ask you one last question pertaining to the Republican Party before we move to the Democratic Party. What would you say to, like, the everyday Republican in terms of you know, the the short term effects and the long term effects of choosing to side with Trump or staying as like a moderate Republican who doesn't agree with him. So uh you know, they always say populism dies
2: with a person, right? Trump is the party of personality. Conservatives are the party of principle. Trump when Trump ages and can't do his thing anymore or he dies, it's over. The music stops. Right? So if you want to ride with Trump, I think in the short term, particularly the next four years, uh, Trump's the Trump card is still going to be very much in play. However, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the establishment always wins. Trump's going to get old. He's not going to have already old. energy. Yeah, he's like seventy-seven. I um, think yeah, he's like seventy-four. He'll be seventy-eight in twenty in twenty twenty-four. Um, but you know, it's it's really I'd say if your time preference is long, I would say that you you back the GOP if that rift is coming that I think is going to come between the GOP and Trump. Um, I think if you are a GOP voter uh, and you want to win elections, you don't side with Trump. I'll tell you this right now. uh, If Donald Trump runs in 2024, he's not going to win. Liberals, and, and this is something that conservatives are good. This is the skeleton in the closet for the next for the next whole generation. My generation of Democrat voters learned their lesson. We will never, ever. Ever allow somebody like Trump to get back into the White House? Are you kidding me? We got seventy-four million votes, and we hate Joe Biden. That's true. Conservative, you understand he was not that? Our like choice. my generation, all voted for the first time, and we're going to vote every four years for the next fifty years because we will never forget. We will never forget twenty sixteen to twenty twenty. And I think that and actually, if gives you're a conservative, us, that should freak you, the, you know, the f out. I, I think that gives like, us
0: a good transition because I think you know, something important to bring up is the fact that Bernie. Who is very old had a heart attack during the primaries was winning the primaries looked like he was going to be the presidential candidate yeah and then it was like one day everything switched and Joe Biden was the leading candidate and he yeah. won the primaries and now he's gone on to be the presidential elect um so
1: yeah I think they did Bernie a little dirty well well here here's they what I'm saying will, is yeah. so
0: like Trump is one end of the spectrum Bernie is the other and like you even said. A lot of Democrats voted for Joe because he was the lesser of two evils. Not that we like him, but because yeah, we, we like need him. to get... Or, like, the mindset of a Democrat right now is to get Trump out of office. So, in the Democratic Party, do you think there's a rift going on between the radical left and the central left? Because, oh, like, yeah. there there was that switch one day between Bernie's going to be the presidential candidate for the Democrats, and then it was Joe. Like, literally within a couple of days' time. Yeah, but
1: yeah. I think that had very like, less to do with voters and more with the Democratic National Convention.
0: But you need the voters to win the primary. Well,
1: Yeah, but if you only give them one person to vote for...
2: Well, yeah, I mean, to his... Yeah, to Desmond's point, like, primaries are, like, incredibly fraudulent because they're not that high stakes, at least compared to what comes after them. Um, parties are like, we're going to run the guy we want to run. Like, the voters don't know who can win. Bernie is not beating Trump. You know, like, like we were talking about before we, we got the camera rolling... To a win in our democracy is not getting 20 million extra votes in California only ten pe- only 10 million people vote in California right like it's not about getting that from 10 to 20 because all the Bernie bros come out and vote for him it's about winning 200 votes uh, in, in like Michigan in this one county right and so like you run a guy like Bernie I think Bernie, Bernie up, would have up lost You those white working class voters up in the blue wall yeah I, th- I, can, I would bet I'm 100% certain that, that um, the only candidates out of the Democratic primary that were going to beat Donald Trump, uh, maybe, well, obviously Joe Biden, maybe Pete Buttigieg. I don't really know what effect him being gay would have. I, I, don't, I don't really know. I don't think he, America's
0: ready for that. It yeah. could be that. It could I don't be think the case. America's ready um, for that.
2: And then really, Elizabeth Warren would have gotten slaughtered. Uh, pretty much everybody else gotten, you would have gotten. You needed to beat Trump. You needed a moderate white man. And I'm, right. I'm convinced of that.
0: And you, that was Joe Biden. And it doesn't that matter if Biden. they can
2: think or talk. You, they, you just have to put them there and, like, right. you're just going to see what we saw. 75 million votes. I mean, so do you, you think our,
0: that's going to lead to the division between a far left and a more moderate left?
1: I don't think so. And I'm going to speak to this a little bit. Go for it. I think I'm going to build off of Sam's point that the Democratic voters of our generation learned their lesson and they're always going to vote. What did, what did I say earlier about my small hometown? These people voted Trump because their parents bleed red. Well, now parents are about to start bleeding blue. And they're going to have a generation of parents who bleed blue and are going to tell their children, hey, you're voting. That's something you need to do. They're going to drill that in them. So I think we're about to come upon like an age of Democratic candidates who are going to ultimately become president. Because you have nothing but young, attractive candidates in the Democratic uh, Party. Right yeah, now. I mean, do you not think for a second, like, as soon as AOC turns 35, she's not immediately campaigning for president? She's going she to win as soon as she turns 35. He, here's
0: the thing on that. AOC is a very polarizing figure in the in the just standpoint that she is much more farther left than, let's say, a Joe Biden. And the reason Joe Biden won was because he was able to attract moderate voters yeah. that didn't necessarily go know which way to go, which is why Trump won in 2016. Yeah. So... My whole question around do you think there's going to be a division between the far left and the moderate left is because we, we have a push towards more progressive actions, towards more like far left ideals, which if you actually look at a lot of Joe Biden's policies, they're more liberal than a lot of the past Democratic presidents, even more so than Obama. And do you think we're just going to continue to push left or is there going to be a split between the push, the, the push to go farther left and the moderate Lean in left candidate well, that can win the moderates. I th-
2: I think you're both right. Um, I think that you're right in Congress and the House of Representatives. You're already seeing, uh, there was rumors going around that AOC was actually going to try to run against Pelosi and like try to like take that seat somehow. And that would, become, be, that right. would be so that would so. In terms of like the game of politics, like you'll see like especially in the House, you'll see this like this liberal caucus come out of nowhere like the progressives. But I think in terms of the presidency, AOC would get owned, man. Like, there's – I I think, so? I, think she would lose – you just – because you got – you know, a Pennsylvania Democrat is not a New York Democrat. True. A Pennsylvania Democrat is like, I want Bill Clinton, right? right in California, yeah. they're like, give me Bernie. And I, I think that since California doesn't really matter – the Democrats need to run a candidate that can win
0: in six states. Nothing else Well, matters. that's why Joe Biden won. And Joe Biden, He was able to win know, Nevada. He was able to win Wisconsin. Exactly. He was able to win Arizona, Michigan. Georgia. You know. Georgia went blue. And that wouldn't have happened with a more liberal president. Now, it's, that's why Bernie well, I didn't think, get chosen. I think chosen. right now
1: we have to view this election yeah. with an asterisk because the joyride we just took for four years just coked out of our minds and just screaming on Twitter all the time. Like, we're tired. Yeah, we couldn't go that far left. Like we were pushed so far that we needed to just come back to the middle and just regroup.
2: That's a good. That's a good point. That's a good point. I see what you mean. There could be a
1: further push left because we're building off of this, and especially like, could you imagine what we all think is going to happen? That Joe Biden's going to do like maybe a year in office and then like pass out from like the stress of it and either has to resign or he's going to die, and then we have Kamala Harris who's the first. Laundry list of things as a vice president and as a minority, now becomes president. So then, once you have that, that is a way that you can build generations on, especially with the voter turnout that we're seeing with the younger people today, like how much this means to them sure. like now. So if that happens, like we think it might happen, unless Joe does four years, which I don't really think anybody really believes is really going to happen, once Kamala gets into office. That is just such a wave that I don't know if you could really kill that with a single election. It might take you two, three, or four. Well,
0: let's give Joe the benefit of the doubt and say he makes it to 2024. Because, like, there's, there's a lot of ifs. Like, Joe resigns. Joe isn't in good health. You know, whatever, whatever. But, like, benefit of the doubt... You know, he stays into a condition. He makes it to 2024. He's going to be the Democratic candidate in 2024, which would be another four years of Joe because you can't take a president and not well, make him the candidate. I
1: don't think that's what's going to happen. I don't think Joe has another eight-year term in him as the more important role now. I mean, we saw how old he started looking. Like, everyone talks about how old Barack Obama looked before and after his eight years. That was crazy. Take a look yeah. at Joe Biden. Like, he looked healthy at the beginning of that, and then he looks like he does now.
2: Well, I mean, if you if you even look at Joe Biden's like speech ability from just a year ago, Mm -hmm. the degradation of his brain has been very rapid. Joe Biden's not going to make it more than a year or two. I think they may. Well, he he has always also
0: had a stutter. Like that's something he's talked with of his whole life. And people don't give that enough credit. Like people with a stutter, especially in a public speech scenario, are going to make small mistakes like Joe does. And, you know, you can accredit it to whatever health issues it is we don't know that for a fact what we do know is that he has a stutter issue you know he's in front of a large amount of people where anybody no matter how many experience is going to be nerve-wracking yeah so you you have to give that more credit than it has been given yeah
1: and also at the same time the best public speakers the ones that we're like this guy knocks out of the park every single time these people we hear from them like five or six times a year and they have all this time to prepare and they're not going to miss a single word because this is like one of the five times this year that I'm talking in front of people. I'm on, I'm turning it on. When you're hearing from the president or a president-elect or a candidate, you hear from them all the time. So you're going to hear these slip-ups in pretty much every. Hey
0: Montana, is that camera still so on? Did it close?
1: I didn't hear it close. Oh, well, we were talking. It'll be alright. That's
0: alright. Will you turn it back on?
1: Yeah, we're just going to fill that with... Um, no, we and
0: can keep talking. I'll just how long edit did it. it turn off? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Just turn it back on. Um, just take a brief pause. Can I hit a jewel? Yeah. Here yeah, I think that. Uh, yeah, you and know. Then, yeah, hold yeah, up. Hold up. Just, hold up. Sam, hold up. Oh. Will you press record? Yeah. Period. The record is. Uh, yeah. that just turned Ready? it off.
1: Ready? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, go and
0: ahead. then, Des, will you do three, two, one? Yeah. Three, two, one. All right, Sam. Go ahead and continue. Um,
2: yeah. So, kind of on, on that note, um, you know, maybe I'm just cynical, but uh, Kamala Harris is not going to win the election.
1: You don't think <laughs> no, so? No,
2: there's not a chance. Uh, I think it's, what, it's. Why do you think that? Okay, I think that it it tap, it taps into something very deep. But I think what we saw with Trump and Hillary is that it's it's very easy to demonize like women. Um, and, and it, it works with men like lock her up. Like it's so easy to just beat up the woman for eight months of your campaign and just like insult them. Like, look at how Trump, she will never be known as Hillary
1: from like only Rosie O'Donnell like, Oh,
2: she's bleeding from her wherever. And everybody's like, yeah, like we love this. Like, you know, and like, I think that, uh, if, if you don't don't have somebody like uh, Trump Trump running against them though,
0: do you think it's the same outcome?
2: Um, you know, I think Trump definitely knows how to play it well. I think if you had a, like a really respectful opposition, like a John
0: McCain, a John Mitt McCain from, type, I don't think
2: it would really be much of an issue. But, um, the problem is, uh, that Trump has given the Republican party their playbook for the next 30 years. He did something, it worked right. <laughs> like, you know, Bush was one thing. Trump has completely changed. And I think for a large part of the of conservative base, the, that part being those that like him, um, they want more of that, and they're going to keep voting for it. They're going to keep pressuring their party to give them more of Trump, and so I think that we're going to see that playbook get set, and, and you can really disarm that playbook if you run a guy like Joe Biden. It's hard to make fun of, of Joe Biden. At least, it's harder than, than it was
1: for
0: Hillary. Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, and I
1: think a lot of people saw their own, like, grandpa in Joe Biden. Right? Yeah. And that's why I think like, his nickname for him wasn't great. Like Sleepy Joe. Like, oh, yeah. Sleepy Joe. Like, we all have a Sleepy Joe in our family, right? Everybody else was like, you know, t- like Tiny Mark Rubio or something. Yeah, Little Mark. Mini Mike. Mar- Mini, Mini Mike. Mario. Little Mike. Mini
2: Mark. Little, little Lion, Lion little Ted. Little Rocket Man. Rocket, Man. Low Energy Jeb. Crooked Just all. Hillary. Yeah, Crooked yeah. Hillary. My favorite. Was Crazy Rocket Bernie. Man.
1: Yeah, like he had yeah. all the good ones that are, like, absolutely, like, huh. That's funny. We're making fun of you for this. But then you see an old grandpa with white hair who can barely talk. You're like, Sleepy Joe. You're like, oh, but I got a Sleepy Joe in my family. It just
2: didn't work as well, you it know. I, I I think they uh, – part of me is like they, they planned out their whole campaign to run against Bernie and then Joe Biden won, and they were like, whatever, we're still going to try to make him look like a communist. Like, Joe Biden is a Republican, and they spent eight they spent eight months trying to convince everybody that he's a commie. And Anybody that, that knows China. what they're looking at is like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, <laughs> right. this guy passed a crime bill. Like, this is not a, like, liberal, progressive guy. And the Trump campaign just did not adapt. They were like, no, they're, like... Both him and Kamala are communists. They're socialists. They're like gonna bring this like leftist culture into America. And I think a lot of people were like looking at this, like, what are you guys talking about? Like, sure, yeah. I've known Joe Biden for fifty years. Like, I this guy is not a communist. Like, mm-hmm. he's just some he's Joe Biden. He's like a right, red blooded yeah. American. Like, yeah. and so I think that they really kind of screwed up. I think there could have been maybe a better. L- route let me to go. let me ask you
0: a question that's a little bit different than what we're talking about, but Actually, still applies. Let me let me
1: can I build go ahead? This yeah, yeah real go ahead. Please? I kind of want to give a little bit of pushback on Republicans having the new playbook for the next 30 years, because I think on paper, Trump did not really have a successful presidency when it was all said and done. I'm right? talking
2: about campaigning only. Campaigning <laughs> That's all only? I yeah. He definitely yeah. could
1: do that, but then once you campaign on it, you have to kind of live up to it throughout the presidency, or now you're the guy who's like every politician and you lied to get your way into office and you just played on us, right? Yeah, I think... If the Republicans lose Senate majority, and they don't even necessarily have to do that, I think they're actually probably in a great position to recapture the heart of America. Because we have heard nothing but for the past four years that all Republicans are racist. Yeah. are okay with racist being in office. You're terrible people. You don't want to help each other out. If you can kind of rebrand and be like, hey, we actually do care about people. That was not a good look. If you can kind of distance yourself from that. I think you could capture a lot of the moderates again by capturing their hearts. But that
0: goes
2: back to the my the first thing is like as long as Trump is still alive, that's right. going to be so hard to do. He's going to be yeah. given rallies, and that's what I'm like. That's what I'm getting at is like if you're a conservative, you're looking at this situation going, "Oh my god, this guy just took over the party." And liberals ran a candidate that everybody hates, and they got the most votes ever by far. And you're looking yeah. around like, what are we going to do, guys? Like, How are we going like, to ever beat liberals again as long as we have this dude screaming? Dude, if Trump is in any way involved in any election, you can bet the liberals are coming out. The conservatives will too, but the liberals are going to vote against whatever. Sure. Like, the hatred sure. for Trump is maybe even as strong as the love for him you know right. and like
0: he's just a lightning rod i, I agree i think it might be more powerful and i think that yeah, dude. Well, nice. my, my next question which that kind of leads into was the whole outsider that trump was like he was never a politician his first time ever running for office was the president yeah. he won that kind of made the whole premise behind like anybody to run for office and you see people like Kanye who ran in 2020 yeah and who was planning on running in 2024 yeah do you it doesn't have to specifically be Kanye, but do you think we might be looking at a future where we see more people with no experience that are just like almost a popularity contest having a chance at winning the president? You know, maybe I think if if, if the Trump experiment
2: had worked better, then we would see that. I think right now a lot of Americans are like, Can we please never talk about politics again? Like I personally want I want the most boring politicians ever like for four years like we like you were saying everybody's tired like i don't want to see some other i don't want to see oprah run for president like give me some like just re, like pete Buttigieg or give me some guy like that like i want to just i think a lot of people want that return to normalcy but i think what we may see is um uh th- they may still try to channel that personality so i think we will see representatives get a little bit more populist um, but I think that's kind of where it settles is it, it will be political insiders, but those insiders will campaign like in a high energy, more populist way. Cause I don't know if it's necessarily that people wanted an outsider, you know, even though that was a part, but I think it was more just the way Trump campaigned, like the way that he, he kind of made politics like digestible to like the common man. Like it's just, everything was very simple, um, he didn't really say a lot. He didn't talk about foreign policy. Like, just, everything was just very simple. I think um, we'll see candidates on both sides try to just, like, capture the masses with rhetoric again, mm-hmm. which I think Obama was just amazing at. You listen to Obama. you get inspired, He was the right? most professional that's what speaker people want right of all there. time. I think that's what people want. Absolutely. The, everybody wants Bill Clinton, Obama, and Ronald Reagan. Like, right. those are the three people I think that both uh, people on both sides are like, I want my guy to be just like that. Sure. Obama sure. or Reagan. It's like, that's what you want. Yeah, like, definitely. You know? I want
1: to run a different issue by you that I've seen that I am concerned with that I think is an un, like, ultimately bad for the Democrats, that America is without question a nation built on Christian values at yeah. the end of the day. Oh, for sure. So... The thing is, though, is that Republicans got abortion locked up. Right? Yeah. They are on the what they feel is the right side of it, and you're going from a Christian standpoint, they're on the right side of
2: it. Oh, 100%. It.
1: So I feel like a lot of people in America are pretty much in the gray area, and they could really couldn't care less about politics. They might now, but like before now they didn't. And it's like one issue pulls them one way or the other. Yeah. And I think abortion and same-sex marriage are two very big pulls for the Republican side because it's built on Christian values. Yeah, And I think maybe the Christian stronghold in America might see the Democrats as leaning away from Christian values. And we've seen countless times before in history and in the world that you don't mess with God. You don't mess with how people believe. Yeah. And oh, if you already sure. have a country that's semi-built on these values and will continue to have a party that centers around these values... How do you succeed in the different party where you're thinking, all right, well, we got to govern everybody that's in this mixing pot, not just the Christians. Do we appease the Christians and keep going just to win, or do we lean for what we think is right and try to put in laws in place that are good for everybody, regardless of what you believe in? Yeah. How do you really overcome that problem, do you think?
2: Um. Well you know abortion is the biggest single issue uh in america if you want to talk about like a single issue voter it's abortion and it's abortion by like an order it's substantial yeah Yeah, like nothing's even i think the next biggest thing is like guns or and that even guns is like not even close so abortion um those people are never going to vote blue regardless if you're a a dnc strategist you're like forget the christians like if you're if you're that ardent on abortion it's it's a one issue thing um uh I think that is an issue that actually has been uh, put to rest um, so. in in terms of of the way you campaign around it because nobody's changing their mind. No liberal is gonna is gonna be like strike down Roe v Wade, and no conservative is gonna be pro abortion. Right? Those are those are abortion. I think is um, in a lot of ways like at the center of the political system. It's it's the biggest issue, um, whether it's talked about or not. Like I think really you know the biggest single reason why people vote. For Republicans is abortion. Just the numbers show that, right. um, and so I don't know if it's necessarily Democrats uh, having to like outbid Republicans and be and try to appease their to their to those instincts and values because I don't think it's possible because it's just such a stark divide. Um, you know what I think you'll see instead um, is more uh, of like just a head-on confrontation with it. Um, I think you'll see more like no, like pro-choice is better. Like unapologetic, I think that's whether it's right or wrong. I think that's where you're going to see the Democratic Party go is an, unapolog- an unapologetic rejection of a lot of those principles, mm. um, particularly those that are grounded in faith. Like it's a really hard argument to make that gay people shouldn't get married. Right. Like you, I mean, that's like
1: <clears throat> and their way of such a hard yeah, yeah you can't a document say that we you know don't it's hard country. On. They yeah. run it off of what it says in the Bible, which we as a people did not agree runs our country, but we yeah. as a people very much did agree that this also runs our country way back in the day. Yeah. So for me and how I lean, I would want to see a departure from that. I would want at least one candidate, regardless of what party they run, it almost would not really matter what policies they had. As long as they took the stance of, like, hey, guys, we're not a theocracy, and we can't keep acting like we are, because white suburbia is mostly Christian, we've mostly seen, and while we've seen this monolith of the black vote that's overwhelmingly Democrat every single time, I would like all voters to be, like, more into politics and to really give their feelings so that we have an even mix of the two because white suburbia mostly leans red and the african-american vote mostly leans blue i want to see like an intermingling of it really just simply so that there's more conversation and more viewpoints on both sides i would want these monoliths removed because then you're at republican events and you're like oh this guy's muslim and he's pretty cool yeah or you're at a democrat democratic national convention and are atheist or agnostic and this guy's like hardcore mormon christian but he also has some pretty liberal views because he was yeah. talking politics a lot and i think trump might have helped out in that way that i actually don't know if he helped or hurt because i can't tell where America's going to go whether they're tired of talking about politics and they're always going to be tired about talking about politics or if we're going to take a break for four years And then we're going to be on everything. We're going to figure out all the policies and we're going to figure it out from there because we can't allow something like Trump to get into office again because he gets off there off of the show, not off of policies. Yeah. He's campaigning, like Sam said, not off of policies. But now if people start looking at policies, I think we might see a more mingling of the two. And that's what I would really like. But if one person was like, hey, we need to hear from everybody. We can't just keep basing off of just this one book.
2: Well, kind of on the end of that point, um, unfortunately, uh, I don't think policies matter. I'll give you an example. Um, Florida voted more red than they have in 50 years. In this election? Yeah, nobody's won Florida like that on either side uh, in a very long time. On the same day, 70% of those voters voted to increase the minimum wage to $15. The Republican Party has not once in their history... Advocated for an increase in the minimum wage. Yet in Florida, you have the largest winning red majority in several election cycles, like five decades, I believe. A proving
0: of a progressive idea. And
2: at the same time, a massive percent of those exact same voters clicking, yeah, $15 minimum wage. So I don't think that, I don't think people know. People like—we have an uneducated electorate, whether we like it or not. Most people don't pay attention to anything. They show up a month before the election and make a decision, and then they just go click it in in the voting booth. So I think what we're going to see is just a shift toward populism. Each side is going to pick new issues that define each election, right? This time, it wasn't guns, right? It's hard to know what it was, but I'll tell you what it wasn't. Nobody said anything about guns. Trump didn't say they're going to to, come—that wasn't the main thing. Well, I think this time around, it was about—
0: you know the division and civil unrest and
1: racism COVID, racial justice yeah.
2: like that was what this election was about yeah you and know and i we, think they start giving the voters what they want you yeah, know we completely regardless about of what all it is
1: shootings that happened in the last four years nobody talked about how that. could we not talk about guns this election and somehow we didn't.
2: we didn't that's you know i think it's literally just going to turn into both guys both parties run a super electable candidate They, like, do a bunch of focus groups in the years leading up to the election. They identify the current pulse of their country, whether it's guns, whether it's police brutality, whether it's uh, economic reform, whether it's, like, foreign policy. And they'll just pick those issues and just spoon-feed their voters. So is it going to be a case of a Democratic and a Republican?
0: Is it going to be a case of a Democratic and a Republican party, or are we going to see a shift from that into... They don't even have to be named differently, but remember the shift back in, I forget which president it was, when the Democratic and Republican Party switched their values? Yeah, that was around are around, around nixon Are we going yeah. to see something not necessarily the same, but similar to that, in which they don't switch their values, but their values change, and what they go after changes?
2: Uh, I'll tell you this, dude. I think in 30 years, the Democratic and Republican Party will only be such in name. But you won't recognize a damn thing in their platform, dude. You're going to look at the, dude, remember what they're talking about now, go 30 years into the future. I think both sides are going to be advocating for a universal basic income. When Andrew Yang was running on that platform, that is something that bipartisan, in, in terms of even in a bipartisan polling, both sides overwhelmingly won right people want money give them money everybody poor poor white people that are voting red aren't like no we're principled like we're not going to take this money cuz it increases the deficit and inflate no they're like no i'm poor i want money nobody just threw away their stimulus check when they got it mm-hmm. right people don't care about principle It just it just doesn't matter. Right. It's it's the only principles that matter are like social justice, things of that nature. Right. But policy, dude, you can forget about policy. I'm telling you, dude, it's just going to be what do the people want right now? How can we buy the most votes? We'll do what works now. When the situation changes, we'll do what works then. And it's just going to be that forever. I I
1: think it kind of comes down to my point earlier that I want people to make sure like make sure their voice is heard that their vote is for sale and how you buy it is by yeah. winning me over with your policies directly affecting me. I don't see the problem with seeing that your vote is for sale. If you're educated on it and this party is doing whatever is good for you and your community, great. It doesn't matter who, what color they are. Yeah, That's who I'm going to vote for. Yeah, right? so-
2: exactly. If, if you took 50 Democrats and you took 50 Republicans, you put them all in a room and you gave them the same question, do you want another $1,200 from the federal government? Out of that mix, I bet at least 70 of them are checking the box that says, yes, dude. Like, you, you get 100 people from all over the political spectrum and say, hey, do you want a 1,000 bucks?
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, come on. <laughs> like, let's be... People you want money. It was not easy answer. Come tax-free dollars? Let's sure. Be,
2: let's be honest. Yeah. Like, let's just be totally transparent. Like, you can definitely buy votes. You, you can either buy it with these, like, crazy ideological promises, or you can just give them money. I'm going to pass this that's going to give you money. Right? You just... And so I think, you know, that might be a good spot to kind of maybe leave
0: this on on the first iteration. Sure. Um, Well, one of my wrapping up questions uh, that I was about to ask, and we can pretty much end it on this, was who do you think, like which the Democratic or the Republican Party is in a better state right now, like a healthier state for right now and for the future? If Donald Trump loses and he continues
2: to lose with no class, I think the Republicans have a nightmare. The Republicans are one young southern democrat candidate away from never winning another election. You put you have Bill Clinton appear right now in the Democratic Party, Republicans are screwed. Yeah. Right? I think the Republicans the first are facing white
1: guy who's under 70 years old is just like, going to wipe right. the floor. Like, they're, yeah, they're, they're gonna
2: just going to right? Come you, on. you know, I think Trump may run again. No way liberals let him win. There's, like, dude, you know, the Democrats have their own issues, but they've got the presidency, and they'll be able to... The Republicans, I think, are looking at at two things right now, and uh, I think Trump is going to become a a big thorn in their side until the day he dies. Sure. I wonder
1: how this affects his kids. Did they try to run for any sort of political power based off the Trump name? Did they try to cash in that check too? I
2: think his sons will. His sons are not one-tenth the man that Donald Trump is. You look at Don Jr., America, like what? it's like nobody, dude, you look like a little douchebag, dude. Trump is like, has this godly thing about him when he gets up there and he leans on the podium and, ah, dude, Don Jr. can't do that. He looks like a little asshole, dude, you know what I mean? (laughs) Let's be real, let's be like completely honest, like nobody likes that guy. I love how he will just do whatever he's he's told to do
1: because in every single Instagram video that he puts up, what is he wearing? A camo vest, <sighs> he's such like a loser. He has anything yeah. to do with the country.
2: His kids are <laughs> screwed. The only one that can win out of that family is Trump himself. He may give it another shot in 2024, but uh, hey, Re- Republicans better start looking.
1: That is that all I'm saying. A, they
2: better like, start looking for another one of Trump, dude. Yeah,
1: that family just does not have good generational like value. Like, no. Fred Trump was like the guy, the guy, and everybody loved him. Now Donald Trump is obviously Donald Trump but he's not nearly what we thought Fred Trump was and now his kids are even less than that and we think nothing of Trump now a lot of people think the world of him and a lot of people don't think of him at all so his kids can't overcome this divide that he made for himself
2: oh yeah no Uh, I I completely agree I think that uh, Trump the Trump family is going to be a classic example of why free markets are beautiful rich people never stay rich dude there's one rich guy. Three generations later, they're broke. Struggle breeds success. His sure. kids are not good, dude. You think that Don Junior can become the? Man you can even see now? that
0: in like Trump's father and then to him.
2: Well, I think in in that case, I think Trump actually pulled it out. He I mean he brought that family. Well, he to new he, heights, he is dude, wealthier you know? than, his, than his than his father yeah. was.
0: But you can also look at the fraud and like the bankruptcy tarnished that Trump the name. Uses.
2: He took yeah. the name, and even though it got bigger. Uh, People – there are a lot of people in this country that would put a bullet in Trump's head if they could get away with it. Right. Think about that. That's that's scary. I mean, there there are. Like, let's be honest. Like, there's a lot of people that if they were like, you press this button, this is the Trump dies button, I think there's a lot of people that would press it. I think we know a lot of those people. Right. I think we know people. I I really do. I mean – People hate. I mean, he's the most famous, most loved and hated man on this planet. He, Dude, like
1: he was, without question, the most hated man by the nicest party. Yeah, by the party who cares built, about yeah. everybody. They hate him more than anything. Sure. Yeah. And it was. It's. It's almost really hard to get Democrats to do that. They never want to really hate anybody. They want to build their thing on being unified, and we're speaking up for the little man, and like we're taking care of everybody. And then you have one guy along that you can just make him just hate him to the end of his days and probably pass that. I think after he dies, he will be remembered in history as probably the most infamous president instead of simply just fading out. It's not like something really crazy happened while he was in election. Oh, wait, yes, it did. COVID 19 happened. Yeah, sure. He's always going to be talked about as a guy who just fucked it up, just royally. (laughs) And he will be infamous and made fun of about that. Throughout history, I think, in my opinion, or it could go the other way, where he's championed like Ronald Reagan was after the fact, I or think George W. Bush. I think
2: until Donald Trump, until words are no longer flowing out of his mouth and he dies, Trump will be the most talked about man on this planet. You're great. Trump, in my opinion, is driven by power. If you are an individual that is happy with nothing but the most power you can have, then... Being the president is the only thing that can satisfy you. Sure. What? When is the only time that a narcissist is happy when they're the most powerful person in the world? Well, guess what, Trump, you won. You he actually did, beat did your psychosis. You became the most powerful man and the most famous man That's on the face of the planet.
0: Right there. Yeah. You're, right, so, dude, he's not
2: giving that up. He's going to keep rallying. He's going to keep, you oh, know. But
1: here, here's a point before we wrap up briefly. Do you think he actually did want to run for president, though? Or do you think it was a political, like, a stunt to, like, grow his brand? Because we've seen a lot of, like, different theories on it and, like, a different, like, other things where he profits off his name and his image alone. Yeah. What gives you the image as being the guy who almost was president in 2016? Right, people are gonna be like flooding into you because it's like, oh, you should have won. Yeah, All this bullshit. Like we're coming in there. Like we even saw like his membership at the Mara Lago doubled to two hundred yeah. thousand dollars just a few weeks after he became president. You know things like that. I think would have happened. Kind of probably not in the same way that he did when he did win president. But do you think he was like, okay, I'm actually going to win this or is like this is the biggest thing that I could do for my career right now?
2: Uh, I don't think that Donald Trump does a single thing without complete blind confidence that he's going to succeed. Like you look (laughs) at a guy like Trump, does Trump have a super high IQ? Is that what makes him special? No, No,
1: no.
2: I think that Trump has because this is something I've talked about with a lot of people. There is something about Trump that is better than anybody else in the world. Look at what Trump's done in his lifetime. He has one quality. I don't quite know what it is, but there's something about him that nobody else... And I think it may be his gut feeling and his just blind confidence. I like, think it's confidence. This guy, dude, uh, like, he's... Like, there's something about him. Like, when he... there's yeah. You just look at him. You can just tell he doesn't even have to there, say anything. No you look at him, you're, and you're like, that guy's got some energy. Yeah. For, for, for better or for worse. BDE. Yeah, which, there's something B- about BDI, that right The way there. he looks, his hair, he's just like... There's something about him that makes you keep looking at him. It's yeah. it's hard to For describe. as much as people
1: love him and like, his know? support is strong, there's no one who believes in Donald Trump more than Donald Trump. Yeah. He will just do whatever he feels like is the right decision. He'll never he'll, apologize. He'll never he'll apologize, apologize never, you which know. I think we all saw is a good strategy. If, if you just never apologize and you're like, that's bullshit and I'm not sorry about it. People are like, oh, okay. But you have to, (laughs) that stops as soon as you apologize.
2: You have to never, you have to keep the street going and it just gets better and better and better. But as soon as you break it and he'll never, he'll never, it's just not who he is. Sure. Right. It's just not who he is, you know. All right.
0: So we're we're about a little bit over an hour right now. Do you, you, Sam, have any closing remarks that you want to say? I mean, just to summarize, the political system is fracturing. People are questioning
2: democracy, like... Both parties have a lot of issues to face. I personally think Republicans have a slightly more existential issue. I think Democrats have to moderate slightly, um, which could be proved to be too challenging. But um, very excited. If you're a political scientist, now is like the best time to, to be alive is right now because of what what we're gonna see is is really gonna, I think, be super interesting. All right. What about right. you, Des? Any closing
0: statements?
1: Uh, I think in terms of the Republican Party, I'm going to stand by my fact that I think they have a great opportunity to recapture the soul and heart of America by really proving they aren't what Trump says America is, even though they might be afraid that Trump is what America is. Mm-hmm. So they have a issue right there. They also have a nightmare from Sam's point with how they're going to win elections from now on. And I think the Democrats might be set up for a good long time. If Shamal sure. becomes president, that's going to... not saying that she's going to win, like, re-election, but, like, you have the first... Basically everything that you could be in a presidential candidate at this point in America, you're either going to get someone else who's going to run up like Trump and go way hard back the other way, or the Democrats, if they play their cards right, which I think they're probably doing with the young representatives that they have and this spokes team and this like elite group that they're putting together almost like the avengers in the house of representatives yeah Yeah. assemble these like all these minorities and all these women and all these young people who are fun and like you like looking at them like you like hearing them it's it's all right don't worry about it it's a way to uh it's just something you can build off of especially if you're coming off of the first minority woman president like that's just a mouthful that that's something that can set you up for generations especially with how much young Democrats are now going to vote and how they're going to instill those values in their children. Yeah. I think we could probably see, just like we saw an age of Republicanism and conservatism, in like the last probably 30
2: Reagan. years. Reagan raised, yeah, Reagan came and they were like, all right, we're going to raise our kids like this. Yeah, yeah.
1: and he was, he was so great that he inspired generations of people to yeah. lead that way, and I think... They might have gone so far that if we go the other way with it, then there's no way that there's not just an age of Democrat, in my opinion. They're just set up beautifully for it now that they have won this. If they lost this election, it'd be a different story because then the next one would be one on default because Trump can no longer win. Sure. But they won before he could no longer win. They made him lose, which
0: was the important point. All right, cool. So I want to say thank you to Sam for coming on the show today. I think that you definitely definitely expressed a lot of opinions that are important for people to hear, and we would love to hear everybody else's opinions on the matter in the comment section down below. Um, Last thing I'd say is like and subscribe because be a degenerate with us. And we'll catch you all next time. Peace.